Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I'm so glad to have you. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am totally happy to have you today. It's an open line Friday. I'll do my best to get to y'all, but we got news we got to talk about too. This is a very big deal that should be getting uh, more attention than it is. Authorities have found 10 improvised explosive devices at the U.S.-Mexico border in a cartel gun fight. Federal law enforcement source shared with Fox Business an internal officer safety alert dated December 13th that warned Customs and Border Patrol agents to be vigilant after the Mexican military seized 10 improvised explosive devices, IEDs, at the border. The IEDs were found by Mexican authorities after Tucson Border Patrol observed gunshots at the U.S.-Mexico border and a Tucson Supervisory Border Patrol agent arrested an armed person on the U.S. side who had a loaded AK-47, two loaded AK magazines, loose rounds, and a handgun. For those of you in Rio, Linda, you hear the word magazine, you're thinking like pages. In your mind, you call them clips. It's actually a magazine. Customs and Border Patrol is warning its agents to exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed suspects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. Now, this was uh, earlier on uh, Bill Himmer on Fox News. Just this is him reporting on this. Uh, U.S. officials are warning agents to watch out for IEDs. Improvised explosive devices. Uh, this now, according to an internal memo obtained by Fox Business, says the Mexican military seized 10 explosives at the border. The memo reads in part, quote, agents should ex- exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. And- it's notable other networks aren't talking about this. This is a real escalation, and it's not just uh, cartel-on-cartel violence. There is some concern about disruption at the border for us as China made plans to wind down a lot of the production of those things that could um, be used for fentanyl. One of the Mexican cartels actually has told its cartel agents to stop manufacturing fentanyl, but others have stepped up the game and there are fights between them. And those fights between them are turning more bloody and they are blowing each other up now with IEDs. I'm sorry, tangent. Am I the only one who hears IED and thinks IUD immediately? Cause this, this was <laughs> like, what are they doing? Getting each other, trying to get each other pregnant. No, they're trying to blow each other up. IED, not IUD. Just, just so we're clear here, okay, off the tangent, back to the story. They're blowing each other up, not getting each other pregnant. And there's a spillover effect with Border Patrol agents. But on top of that, remember uh, Congressman Chip Roy, 
was on here a while back, and he, he said one of the things that these cartels have been doing is they're sending um, people over the border, illegal aliens who are trying to get into this country. They're helping them as coyotes come across the Rio Grande, but they're using those people who've paid them a lot of money to get here as bait. So they send all these people across the border knowing they're going to be arrested, processed, and released. And while the Border Patrol is dealing with this flood of of people coming across the border, they send the drug runners in a different direction and they come across the border. And then they shoot up flares or shoot guns so the Border Patrol actually knows they're they're toying with the Border Patrol. But they're escalating it with these IEDs, making the situation more dangerous. This is another reason we need real border security. Republicans and Democrats in Washington are trying in some capacity to come up with a compromise on border security. I'm afraid the Republicans will compromise too much. It's because the Democrats want funding for Ukraine and Israel. The Republicans are holding up the funding for Ukraine and Israel together in exchange for border security. Um, we're going to need to, we're going to need to see what the compromise is, but I'm not sure that the Republicans won't give away the game. This news should emphasize for everyone, however, how much uh, more dangerous the border situation is getting. And you now have, have guys like Dick Durbin from Illinois, John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, saying the border actually is a real problem and Democrats need to stop trying to deal with constituent interests in this country and actually secure the border. And I'm hoping uh, a situation like this could change it. But it really is notable that Fox is one of the few media networks willing to cover these sorts of stories at the border. Um, there needs to be more exposure to it. Now, it's an open line Friday, and I want to do justice to some of your phone calls as well. 877-973-7425. Steve's been waiting patient. Stephen, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Merry Christmas good. to you and your family. Merry Christmas. All right. I've been waiting on this open line Friday to ask you this question. A year or two ago, you were talking about the prosecutor in Ukraine that was investigating Burisma and why he actually got fired. I listen to talk shows on the right, and they never talk about, I think you said that he was actually corrupt himself. Tell us about that. <laughs> okay, so the guy's name is Victor Shokin. Um, so Victor Shokin, so, the, the, so here's the Joe Biden angle. Joe Biden bragged that Victor Shokin was uh, that Joe Biden told Ukraine the United States would not give them a billion dollars. The Obama administration would withhold a billion dollars if they didn't fire Viktor Shokin. Um, and a lot of people have said, well, he was investigating Burisma, and so Joe Biden wanted him fired to protect Hunter Biden. Now, if you actually read the report from the Ukrainian parliament, which is accessible online, or you read the interviews, including the one Fox News did with the president of Ukraine at the time, Petro Poroshenko, um, what they say is that he was fired because he wasn't investigating Burisma, um, that he was protecting a lot of Ukrainian oligarchs who were tied to the Russians 
including the chairman of Burisma. Uh, the Ukrainian parliament investigation says that uh, Shokin, who was only prosecuted for a year, stopped all the corruption investigations in Ukraine of ruling officials, and that's why they wanted him fired. Now, for perspective, in matter of intellectual honesty here, it was not just Joe Biden who wanted uh, Viktor Shokin uh, fired. The European Union demanded he was fired. Uh, Austria demanded he was fired. Switzerland demanded he was fired. All those countries were giving aid to the Ukrainians, particularly to deal with corruption. Uh, Austria and Switzerland stand outside the EU, but both of them, the European Union, the United States, all said, you got to fire this guy. Um, Biden, of course, bragged about it. And of course, at the time, Hunter is on the board of Burisma. And so it was woven into this tale of intrigue that uh, Joe Biden was killing off the or fire, getting the guy fired who was investigating Burisma. And actually, according to the Ukrainian parliament, he was fired because he suspended the investigation of Burisma. That's what I thought. Yep. That's All it. Right, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, I know, and, and some of you are going to call it angry. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. I, I So this is uh, Poroshenko, the president of Ukraine. This is his transcript. I pulled this up. I knew Stephen was going to ask about this. Uh, first of all, this is a crazy person. Um, it, it, first of all, let's back up. So Shokin said he was fired at the insistence of then-Vice President Biden because I was investigating Burisma. That was what he said. Here's what the president of Ukraine said. First of all, this is a completely crazy person. There is something wrong with him. Second, there is not one single word of truth. And third, I hate the idea to make any comments and to make any intervention in an American election. We have very much enjoyed bipartisan support, and please do not use such a person like Shokin to undermine the trust between bipartisan support and Ukraine. So Fox News replies, okay, so this isn't true. He didn't get fired because of Joe Biden. And Poroshenko says Shokin was fired by the Ukrainian parliament for his own statement, and he played a very dirty game, unfortunately. You can read the Ukrainian report. What the parliament says is that um, he was fired because he wasn't doing the investigations into corruption. He was protecting people. The World Bank, uh, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, um, the, 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 the IMF, the European Union. I said United Nations. European Union, World Bank, International Monetary Fund, Switzerland, Austria, and the United States all pressured uh, the Ukrainian government to fire the guy uh, with allegations that he was actually covering up corruption, not actually prosecuting it. If this is new to you, uh, you haven't heard this before. I'm sorry. That's the truth. You can go read the Ukrainian parliamentary report on Shokin. He was a pretty dirty guy himself. Doesn't excuse anything Hunter Biden did. Doesn't excuse Joe Biden's corruption, who clearly cashed in on his son. Uh, but the angle with Burisma, uh, as presented, doesn't hold water. The other angles with Burisma do hold water. That is, Hunter Biden would not have gotten the job but for being Joe Biden's son and does appear to have funneled money through to his family. And the rest of it, not just Joe Biden, uh, got a lot of money out of this sort of stuff. So there's a more complicated picture than what you were told. I think a lot of people tried to make it a very easy story for you to understand by claiming Biden booted the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, clear proof of corruption, because the other story is more complicated, that Hunter got on the board because he was Joe's son and then funneled kickbacks to dad and the rest of the family who cashed in. Um, that's a more complicated story to tell, but that's the truthful story. The untruthful story is Biden got the guy fired to protect his son because the guy was investigating Burisma. The actual 
truth of the matter is he was refusing to investigate corruption, particularly corruption of Ukrainian oligarchs who were tied to the Russians. Uh, and so the European Union, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the United States, Austria, Switzerland, they all wanted him fired. He ultimately got fired. There's your true story as opposed to what you've ever otherwise heard. All right, I don't have time to do justice to another phone call. So I want to go on and step out here. And when we come back, uh, I will spend some time with your phone calls. We still have a lot more to talk about, including what Ben Sass wrote in The Atlantic. He's now, he was the senator from Nebraska. He's now the president of the University of Florida. And he brought out the switch to give some lashings to the Ivy League over their absolute cult of woke ideology. Uh, He points out a beautiful line that the Ivy League colleges, most of them were founded as seminaries, and today they serve as seminaries of a new religion. I want to dive into that. I'll take your phone calls as well, 877-973-7425. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson across the nation. Merry Christmas to you. The phone number, open line Friday today, 877-973-7425. I'm glad Mike called in about this. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you? Great. How are you doing, Eric? Good. What's going on? Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I have. I actually, so I saw it, it the other day and I, I no, you know, part of it was filmed in Atlanta. Um, I I don't know. I, I'm not going to watch it. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. Um, I'm so for those of you who don't know. So Mike, I we both know what we're talking about, Mike. No one else in the yeah. country right now does. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a movie coming out. It stars Kirsten Dunst and and others. Uh, it's called Civil War, and it's a, about the United States going into another civil war. Um, and so the movie, uh, just so y'all know the synopsis, the United States stands on the brink of civil war in a near future setting. It's kind of a sci-fi sort of movie, and it is very explicitly uh, set in an indeterminate point in the future, just far enough ahead to add a conceit about our currently pol- polarized predicament. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's fascinating. And, you know, sometimes you see movies that uh, seem to come true in some form or fashion in the future. And I wonder about that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is why I'm glad you called in and talked about it. I'm going to, I'm going to tease a little more ahead because I wasn't actually going to talk about this. And now I kind of think I might, because I had a conversation about this last night. When we come back, I want to actually, because, you know, there are, if you pay attention to certain circles, Mike, on both sides, there are a lot of people. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but very loud people are like, you know what? It's time for us just to go ahead and have a civil war and, and fight. Um, there are a lot of people who, like you had Marjorie Taylor Greene wants a great divorce, um, all that sort of stuff. I, I actually have strongly held opinions on a lot of this, um, believe it or not. And I just think what people don't think about is the death toll. Um, it's, it's real easy for people to say, you know what, we're headed towards a split up. We might as well go ahead and get it over with. Um, but nobody actually thinks about the number of Americans killing Americans, uh, at something like this. So I, I, I do have some thoughts on this, Mike, I'm, I'm glad you called though. Uh, so the, the, the movie is called civil war and it is, um, 
I mean, I'll just read you a, a little bit more of a synopsis of it. Um, it's set in the near future of the United States in the midst of a violent civil war with forces from Texas and California making their way to the White House. Kirsten Dunst plays a reporter covering it. Uh, Nick Offerman, the actor, plays uh, the president. Um, and I... It, it, there's clearly something going on in the country with sides just unwilling to yield. And part of the problem is the intersectionality arguments on the left and what's coming out of universities, making it harder and harder to coexist peacefully in a pluralistic society. Uh, but the the lesser angels on both sides are whispering in people's ears saying, it's coming, we might as well get ready for it. I mean, I, I've got an increasing number of friends who are preppers, don't mean that pejoratively, but they're like, something bad is coming. I'm going to stockpile my guns and ammo and my freezer-dried food in my basement and get ready for it. People are really starting to wonder. And to some degree, this stuff has the danger of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I will – yeah, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this. It's Friday. I might as well spend some time on it. But first, I got to tell you, if you hate people (laughs) – Shouldn't say that for Stamps.com. If you don't want to be around germy people this holiday season, though, Stamps.com is what you want to use. I've used them for 20 years, and I don't have to stand in line at the the package stores anymore. The, the I mean, the, the actual package stores, not the liquor stores. Um, the post office, UPS. I don't want to go stand in line with a bunch of people in the holiday season when everybody's got the flu. And you don't have to either. You can get the cheapest rates and the fastest rates, 84% off uh, standard rates with UPS and the post office through Stamps.com. Save you time, save you money, uh, get out of those lines, have them come pick up the packages and ship them. And right now, if you go to stamps.com, you click the microphone in the top right, you put in my name, Eric, you get a limited time offer with free postage, a free digital scale. Y'all, you don't have a long-term commitment. Uh, You don't have a contract. You can cancel at any time. But if you ship a lot of packages like I do, stamps.com can save you a lot of money, a lot of heartache, a lot of time, and no time standing in lines. You go to Stamps.com, click the mic, put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, start saving and stop standing in lines with Stamps.com. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson, and it is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. So I was going to talk about something completely different than what I'm going to talk about right now. I'm pivoting, and Mike, it is your fault. It is totally your fault. Mike called in the last segment about this Alex Garland movie coming out uh, early next year called Civil War. Wasn't even going to talk about it. Now it's all Mike's fault. Here I go. I want to play you some audio. I can still use this audio. Uh, This is from an Illinois STEM school. Students at this school, it's a high school in Illinois, they held a protest. It's a very nice-looking high school. Clearly, a lot of money went into this building. You're not going to be able to understand a lot of it, so I'm going to talk over it, but you need to listen to this. Do you see our pain? Do you see our pain? Do you see our pain? Do you see our Just do something. Pronouns not used. Why are 
pronouns, not you. Why do we hire uneducated people? We want change now. I am not an angry black woman. They also go down the, the silence is violence. Silence. These are high school students. Every single one of them should be turned over someone's knee and spanked. Spoiled brats who have been not educated, but indoctrinated. Those of you worried about the anti-Semitism on college campuses, you should be getting a list of every student who goes to this STEM school and make sure you go ahead and block their hiring now, even before they get into college. It's a diverse group of spoiled brats chanting that their teachers are dumb and uneducated for not using their pronouns. That silence is violence. This is a, a communist struggle session at a school. You can look at this and despair about the future. You can look at this and hear about this movie coming out about the Civil War and wonder how can we peacefully coexist with these people. And this is by design. You can't peacefully coexist with these people. And so there are a lot of people who want a great national divorce. There are people like the serious Christian nationalists think that they need to, we need to um, destabilize the country, rebuild it in God's image or some, some such. There are people on both sides of this fight who explicitly in their thinking, ideology, practice, and advance of public policy want to destabilize society to provoke a disintegration so that they can rebuild it in their own image. Let's be very clear here. We're dealing with a small number of people on both sides, but they're vocal and their numbers are growing. And there are a lot of them coming out of college campuses who are now being taught, thanks to the New York Times 1619 projects, that America is inherently unfair, inherently sinful because of slavery, inherently systemically racist, and the country needs to be upended. There are people on the right who believe the nation is trending towards paganism, that it really is a Christian nation or it should be, and that we need to upend the country. We need to militarize the church and the church needs to take over and impose its will on the country for the good of society because Christ is the way, his policies and virtues are the best way, and they should be imposed on others. Do you know what none of these people on any of these sides have any contemplation of? The number of people who will die. Everybody is expendable because everybody's a heretic on both sides. I'm a Christian in politics. The left would label me a Christian nationalist. It's like the left labels everybody a racist. Anyone who's a Christian in politics is now labeled a Christian nationalist. There are real Christian nationalists who believe that only Christians should have the right to vote and serve in public office and Christian values should reign supreme and they should be imposed forcefully on others. 
There are people who call themselves Christian nationalists who just do it because they know it makes the other side mad and they're trolls. They're as big a trolls as the people who put up the Satan statue in Iowa. But all of this works together to try to tear us apart. There are very few people who want to bring us together. And more and more people on the right and the left view the other side as evil. It's, it's kind of funny to me the number of people I know, some of you listening right now are in this camp, who believe the other side is evil because of abortion, because of gay rights, because of transgenderism. You believe the other side is evil. And I don't discount that there are evil policies there. But you know, the other side believes you're evil too because of the way you treat immigrants, because of the way you treat transgender people, because of the way you behave in public, because it's your morality versus their morality, and it's neither side at this point wants to stay live and let live. Neither side wants to say we can agree to disagree. It's both sides are your evil and you should be exterminated. You should be alienated. You should be marginalized. You should be driven from polite study. Both sides doing that. And while my sympathies lie in the right and in Christendom, and I do think transgenderism is a discombobulated, twisted uh, perversion of science and is inherently rooted in a level of evil against the truth. And I do agree abortion is an evil. I also recognize I live in a country where I must steward it and persuade people to my side. I can't forcibly pull them to my side. And there are a lot of people on my side who now just want to force their way onto everything and, and no longer persuade. There are people on the other side they're not into a battle of persuasion. They're trying to shut down any dissent. In fact, the other side is more committed to the idea of illiberalism and shutting up people and shutting people down. And both sides are really kind of wanting a civil war. They want it because both sides are convinced they'll, they'll win. You know, I got a lot of friends on the right are like, well, we got the guns, we got the training, we got the soldiers, we're going to win. You know what you don't have? You don't have the port cities. You don't have the urban industrial centers. Those are controlled by Democrats. Democrats control Savannah, Georgia, New York City, the biggest ports on the East Coast, Charleston as well. The Democrats control the port of New Orleans. The Democrats control Hartsfield-Jackson, two dead mayors, International Airport in Atlanta, Georgia. Democrats control Houston. Democrats control Los Angeles, the port there, Long Beach, the port of San Francisco, the port of New York. Democrats control Chicago. They control the major rail hubs. They control the ma major rail stations. Good luck fighting to take those cities. Blue islands and a bunch of red, but they're there, and you'll have to take them back. You can't exterminate them. Maybe you can drive them to another state, but I doubt it. They're not going to move. They're going to stand and fight you. I, I, I have a lot of conservative uh, friends of mine who are like, we can take them. We can, we, we, if this ever played out, we take them. I'm like, y'all do not understand it. First of all, none of you have any combat experience. I don't either. I admit it, but I know you people don't. And you have, and even if you do, you haven't thought through the logistics of this sort of thing where you lose your urban industrial core and center. So uh, you can't make your trains run on time through your red state when they run through a blue city that you don't control unless you fight it back. And there are going to be a whole lot of people there who fight you because they disagree with you. Good luck. All of these conversations, all of the conversations are premised on division and everybody wants to humor themselves on those divisions. Maybe we should spend a whole lot more time talking about what puts us together. I'll tell you what puts us together. It's actually easier than the division. 
our founders were far wiser than us. Now, you have to get past the nonsense that they were terribly bigoted racists. You have to get through that. Uh, and, and it's the left that's using those divisions there to, to um, attack the country. Our founders had this idea of federalism because, you know, when our country was founded, there were a lot of divisions then. Maryland was Catholic. Georgia was increasingly uh, Protestantized away from Anglicanism towards Baptist. New England was Puritan. Pennsylvania was pretty diverse, deist. The wealthy landowners of Virginia were deist, Unitarians. They weren't actually Christians. You know, a lot of our founding fathers, we mythologized them as some sort of devout Christian. They really weren't. They were deists. They believed in a higher power. They believed in a creator. They were not professing Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's mythology to say otherwise. They had real religious divisions. They had all come from Europe. Their families had fled persecution in Europe. They had real religious divisions here, and they realized they had to learn to live with each other. They had to learn to live in a union where people had very different beliefs in worship and different beliefs in how to conduct themselves in daily lives. The Puritans had a lot of blue laws, even in the the late 1700s. The Puritans uh, of New England lived a very stern existence with a Protestant work ethic, uh, way more uptight than the people of New York or Delaware. And the founders gave us this idea of federalism, that you can live in communities of interest that reflect your values, and we just see limited powers to Washington for our greater good. And the problem is, and the divide in this country has come when both sides decide they should use Washington as a means to their ends, as opposed to Washington should have limited power. And this is a problem for all of us. And the left has to recognize that a Washington that is big enough to give them everything they want is big enough to take it all away. And they should go back to this idea of robust federalism, where if you want gay marriage and abortion in California, you should have it. And in Texas, if you don't, you should have it. And Texas will eventually breed you out of existence just based on population and birth rate. But y'all should be able to live and let live. And what we should not have is the one atheist who comes into your town where you pray on Sundays and you pray in school and say, well, you can't do that because I'm offended. I'm offended by your prayer in school. No, if your community wants to have a public school where you pray, you should be allowed to do it. That's what the founders wanted. It should not be the one turd in the punch bowl who disrupts and ruins everything for everybody else. If you don't like it, go move somewhere where you have a bunch of atheists in majority who don't pray in school. That's the way we're supposed to do it in this country. But the Supreme Court screwed that up, and I'm hoping they'll get it right again and, and go back to the way it's supposed to be. Federalism, robust federalism is how we're supposed to live in this country. And if people won't get back to that, if people won't recognize that's what we're supposed to do, you are going to split up this country, and a lot of people are going to die in the process. And those on both sides who are agitating for it They'll just be useful pawns in their scheme to control power. And one side or the other will stand on a pile of rubble and say, I win. And what will you have won? A pile of rubble with a bunch of dead bodies under it. Or maybe we can just all figure out how to get along and move forward and re-embrace the founding ideals of federalism in this country. Maybe someone will come along with a vision to put it all back together. Speaking of vision computers, let's talk about them. (laughs) Intentional transition alert. Um, Vision computers. Y'all at the end of the year, you're a small business and you got uh, a big tax bill coming and you're looking for ways to offset the tax bill. Have you invested in the technology of your company? That might be a way to 
help you with the coming tax bill. Uh, invest at the end of the year in computer upgrades for your company, and Vision can service your company as well, and it's technology. Vision computers can build you laptops and desktops, and then they can help you with them. They can give your company, your employees, you get a phone number, they call, uh, and they get all the answers on how to use the computers, how to fix the computers. If something goes wrong, Vision can remote in and, and fix things. They can help you navigate them. Saves your company money. You don't have to have a big IT department. You just have Vision computers. They will be your IT department. They'll save you some money as well. Instead of going to the big box electronic store and get the one-size-fits-all computer, Vision will give you what you need and want. They'll work with you. They'll be your partner. They don't go away after the purchase of the computer. They stay right there walking by you, helping your business um, walking beside you the whole way. Visioncomputers.com. You can go there, or better yet, call them at 404-COMPUTE. Call Vision Computers at 404-COMPUTE. Tell them I sent you. Tell them Eric sent you. You get a better deal with Vision. But here's the thing. We've got new stations in Lafayette, Louisiana, Phoenix, Arizona, North, Grand Forks, North Dakota, Kalispell, Montana, Salem, Oregon, St. Louis, Missouri. We've got more coming at the beginning of the year. Vision Computer may be in Atlanta, but they help people all over the country. They do business in all 50 states, helping small businesses grow, helping those businesses with their computer technology. And if you can't find a partner, Vision will partner with you. 404 Compute, call them today, tell them I sent you. If you're thinking about technology upgrades for your company, you got a big tax bill coming, you'd rather put that money in your company with technology, Vision Computers can help you. 404 Compute. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I want to spend time. Those of you waiting very patiently on the phones, be with me. I will. I'll get to all of you um, as soon as I can. But this is a short segment because I ran long in the last segment. And we've got to talk about when we come back, Ben Sass's article. I, I have uh, emailed him to see if I can get him on the show at some point because I would love to talk to him about what he wrote um, beyond. Um, now, uh, his his piece is on the the problems with Ivy League higher education. He's the president of the University of Florida. Those of you in Georgia, be gracious. You, you kick their butt. You can listen to the president of the University of Florida when we come back. Um, he well, it, what he wrote. I hadn't gotten him on yet. The phone number is eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. I I gotta read y'all this. This is your odd story of the day. Uh, from Washington, Stephen Schwartz, 85, of Washington, D.C., was arrested earlier today on the charge of second-degree murder while armed in the stabbing death of his 81-year-old wife, Sharon Schwartz, on December 10th, 2023, at their D.C. home, U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves announced. The defendant did not want to eat the pancakes his wife made and so stabbed her in the back, causing her death. Um, yeah, um, um, yeah, um, uh, he didn't intend to kill his wife. Uh, he just happened to, I, I, what a, my guess, honest to goodness, um, my guess is he has dementia. That that's honestly that that's my guess here. Um, if you're 85 year old man stabbing your wife over pancakes, the odds are you have dementia. A lot of dementia patients uh, they get mean. Um, it, but I just I read the story. It's like defendant did not want to eat pancakes his wife made, so stabbed her in the back, and she died. Goodness gracious! Um, just a reminder: we live in a fallen world. We'll talk about that world when we come back and uh, how. The Ivy League is contributing to the collapse of society. 
Um, and I'll take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. But first, got to tell you about Omaha Steaks. Site-wide, 50% off at Omaha Steaks right now. And at checkout, if you put my name in, E-R-I-C-K, is your promo code at checkout, you get an extra $30 off. Minimum order required. They've got a great holiday package. If you've put my name in the search bar at Omaha Steaks, in fact, I can't remember what's in this. So you go to omahasteaks.com. That's the website. Then you put Eric in at the search bar, E-R-I-C-K, and uh, you get the festive gift with free burgers, four butcher cut top sirloins, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo frakes, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, a uh, jar of Omaha steak seasoning, really good seasoning, by the way. You get the 100% satisfaction guarantee. You get free four Omaha steak burgers, and then you can even upgrade it and add chicken breasts and more steak burgers. And oh, oh, they got the butcher steak butter as well. Wow. Um, it's great savings, 50% off site-wide at checkout. You use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, you get 30 extra dollars off, minimum order required on that. You can get, go, just go load up your cart with, they got burgers, they've got franks, they got steaks, they got chicken and pork and seafood, they got desserts, they got sides, got everything you need to feed your family over the holidays, and it's all 50% off. At checkout, you put in ERIC, E-R-I-C-K as your promo code, you get an extra $30 off at omahasteaks.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.